Have you dreamed of bigger things for your life? Then you are in the right place. Each week, you will be given tips on how to change your inner dialogue, conquer your goals, and ways to step into a higher version of yourself. I'm your host, Lauren Kubat. I'm a motivational speaker who hosts personal development events. I'm a sought-after fitness instructor, a wife, and a mom of two young boys. I'm obsessed with all things personal development, and I believe anyone can achieve the life they want. Let the Become Your Vision podcast be the inspiration you need to step into greater things. Now let's go. Hi, welcome to the show, or welcome back to the show. Wherever you are listening, I appreciate you. I am so excited for the next two guests that we have on the show today. I have been following Danielle specifically for the last several years, and if you're not following Danielle Ivy or Aiden Ivy, I would recommend that. And if you're not following me, go follow me as well. I will leave all that information in the show notes, but they are a great resource to go to for different types of workouts and humor and family. And I've been wanting them on the show for the last several months now. Every time like I map out who I want on the show, they have been in the back of my mind. And you'll find out today if you're not aware that Danielle is actually super shy in person and This required a little bit of her stepping out of her comfort zone, and I'm so thankful that she did. Great conversation. We talk about what their fitness journeys were like, what it's like to have a blended family, what to do if you are struggling with where you are at. So if you love this episode, please make sure you leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Also, you can screenshot it and share it to your social media, tag Danielle, Aiden, and myself. We're also doing a giveaway. You can win some combos from their Wit Nutrition Shop here in Charleston. So stay tuned for the very end where we announce the details for that. Okay, enjoy. Hi guys. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for tuning in today where wherever you are listening. I'm your host Lauren Kubat. Uh before we get started, make sure that you are following this show, Become Your Vision. All you have to do is there is three little dots to the right side right upside, upper side uh, on your screen, make sure you hit that and then make sure you're following the show. So you're updated every time um, a new episode drops, you won't be updated annoyingly. It'll just pop up anytime you come onto the app. But today I am super excited. I'm almost like, I don't know. I almost don't believe that I have the next two guests just because we've been trying to work this out for the last several months. Uh, Today, I have Danielle and Aiden Ivy. And if you're not familiar with them, they are a power couple in the Charleston area. So they are the owners of WIT, also known as Whatever It Takes Nutrition, and have quite the following, not only on Instagram with a combined following of 130,000 followers, but have built a following in this community. They provide free boot camps for the community and make their nutrition shop a place where people can come to better themselves. They are also parents to three children and are examples of what it means to live a happy and healthy life. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. 
Yes. So this is the second interview that I've done. Well, I guess besides my husband and myself, but second interview I've done with like another couple. So it's fun. (laughs) So hopefully by the end we get some like good juice or something. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's get into it. Um, so I moved here about four years ago and my friend, um, shout out to Jessica. She was like, I was, um, a personal trainer. I'm also, um, group fitness instructor, but at the time I was personal training and she's like, you really need to follow this girl. Her name is Danielle and she has awesome workouts. And then, um, and she's like, she lives in this area. I was like, okay. So then I started following you. And then one day I saw you at, um, the gym that we were working out. And that was four years ago or something like that. You know, what's funny? Cause I was telling agents, I don't remember when I started following Lauren or when I met Lauren, I knew it was pivotal, but I like could not pinpoint that time that we met. So what do you say? Four years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Before our youngest. And from yeah. Indiana too, right? Yes. So I heard in the, in Jamie's podcast with you that you were from Indiana. I'm from Indiana. I, I knew that. Okay. So I'm from Chicago, but okay. after Chicago, um, well, after growing up in like the Northwest suburbs of Illinois, we, um, my husband and I went to school in Southern Illinois. And then after that, we moved to Columbus, Indiana, and they, we were there for six years. Interesting. Okay. So I've been there like my whole life since I was like three. So, okay. Kokomo, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Way down in Kokomo. Yeah. Yeah. So small town, right? Yeah. Okay. Kind of. I mean, yeah, it is. No, it's, 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 well, it's, it's really close to Indianapolis. So it's like, yeah such a fun area. We, um, do you know, I'm sure Greenwood. No, I've never heard of that one. Okay. So that's kind of by Indianapolis. Be like, yes, you have <laughs> Greenwood Bargers, Bargersville was the, was the actual town, but it was like smaller suburb of Greenwood, but in that area. <laughs> so Aiden, where are you from? That's why I grew up here. In Charleston. Oh, you did. Okay. Okay. Fun. So, um, okay, Danielle, let's get into, into your, your fitness journey, like when it all started and let's start there. So like from the beginning, 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 were you always like athletic or into fitness? I cheered, I cheered for seven years. So I was somewhat athletic as you can say, but like fitness wise and like working out. Absolutely not. I didn't, I didn't work out or anything like that, but it was after I had my second one. So I have three kids. Um, Kinley is nine. So when she was six months old, we actually went and took family pictures and we got them back. And I was like mortified. I was like, mm-hmm. I hate all these pictures. This is not what I look like. Cause I've always been sort of like skinny fat is what they call it, I guess. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thin, but not like tone that word but then I got this back and I was like I hate these and I joined the gym that week and then mm. but both of my pregnancies I gained 50 pounds each time wow so, tail I gained 50 pounds and then like she was nine months old I got pregnant again gained another 50 pounds mm. so then after I had her I was like this is not it and that's when I got into it so, okay 2012 2012. So you go to the gym, like what was your experience never working out? Like in the traditional like way, what was your experience as like a new mom, you have two little ones. And then now you're going to the gym. Like initially a lot of people don't talk about that. Like they can look at your Instagram now and be like, Oh my God, she's super fit. She's 
yeah, she's like working out, she's filming herself and like, she's, you know, she just has it all. So what, can you go back to how you were when you initially went into the gym and what it felt like and kind of like how you started to, you know, um, work out lots of YouTube. Okay. Cause I'm, you know, me, I'm shy. So I don't ask for help from anybody. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I would go into YouTube back workout and I would follow the whole thing. And then that's when I found Instagram as well. Cause mm. I started Instagram at this exact same time. Okay. So initially started my like fitness Instagram was when I started working out. So I was, that was getting into the, um, like fitness Instagram. What do you call that? The time that like blew up when it was beginning to start, like yeah. when everyone was starting to like be fitness on Instagram. You know okay. That? Yeah. So I don't know that. Yeah. When everyone was starting to post like workout videos and stuff. So I just followed a lot of workout videos, a lot of YouTube, a lot of bodybuilding.com. <laughs> so you, <laughs> a lot of time too, you told me, uh, like you were afraid to go to the free weight section. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I didn't do a lot of cardio, but I did a lot of little machines and stuff like that. And then I started to get more comfortable and then ventured out. I actually went to the YMCA. It was so tiny. It was literally uh, like the size of my living room. Oh Not my like- gosh. <laughs> yeah. The why, the why it's like all like dingy and like old equipment mm-hmm. and like <laughs> retired people, nothing wrong with that, but it's not like young and hip and like yeah. got it going on. So, okay. You go in because I'm glad you mentioned that with like the free weights, it, that is a very intimidating area for most people, but especially women to go in and be like, they don't know what they're doing. They feel like everybody's watching them. They feel like there's like these guys like grunting and, you know, they don't know where, like where to like, even to set up like the workout or whatever. So when you started, you started on like the machines and then what kind of like gave you the confidence where like, okay, I'm going to try like the free weights now and go there. I'll just say my ex. <laughs> so my first two are actually from a previous marriage. Yeah. I would, I would go in there with my ex and mm-hmm. kind of showed me around. And that's when I felt more comfortable is when I was with somebody. Mm. And then you know, I just kind of was able to do it on my own because he actually went on deployment. So I was forced to be on my own. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I know with like couples, like I remember, so my husband, Tom, he was, into fitness, like before me, like I wasn't like, I just like did it to like lose weight and just, you know, for vain reason, vanity reasons. Mm -hmm. And I remember like working out together because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And then when he would like critique me, I'm like, I felt like it was like a personal attack. Now I know, like, I don't care. I'm, I'm probably like the one critiquing him now, but like, I would be like, oh my gosh. Cause I'm ready insecure that I'm at the gym. Then I'm like, I, then I'm like, he's noticing if he's noticing everybody else is noticing. Mm-hmm. I look like a freaking idiot. Did you ever like go through all that or no? Um, not really, but it's funny. Cause I get asked a lot, like how I find the confidence to go into a gym full of men. Like you said, yeah. grunt honestly, I try and tell, they don't look at you. They're, they're looking at themselves. <laughs> they're not looking at you. And I've learned that. So now I could go into literally any gym and just work out. But women think that everyone's looking at them and judging them. Oh, she's using that. Nobody's looking at you. They're looking yeah. at them. They are. I'm not looking at other people like judging how they're doing things, you know? Yeah. So you have to learn that they're looking at themselves more than they're looking at you. That is so true. That's so true. Um, okay. So then when did you start like seeing results? It was pretty quick. If I'm okay. going to be honest, pretty quick. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why. And maybe it's just my genetics, but like 
it was, it happened really fast. And then I just got my first sponsorship and then it just went from there. And you changed your diet, I'm sure. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. But it was like, you were eating hot wings and yeah, I gained 50 pounds both times. It was, oh my, I wanted yeah, whatever you wanted. Hey, you, you do you. So then after your pregnancy, like how did your, how did your diet change? Um, I followed the basic bro diet, the bro diet. Okay. So what is that? Uh, like Rice, some broccoli, some chicken, literally every meal is sweet potato. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the bro diet. I just want to like, for, you know, anybody who else is listening, like what, what exactly is that? Should I be like Googling that? Should I follow it? <laughs> yeah. Sweet potato. I mean, I just, I mean, bro diet cause I, it's I actually easy. It really it. is easy. It's not like yeah. a diet. Well, I just like, yeah, I like chicken, me and chicken, chicken, rice and a, yeah, a vegetable. Good. Yeah. Easy. Right. Okay. So, um, you get on Instagram. Cause I want to talk about this. Like I feel like, especially in this, uh, well, fitness industry, it's very saturated, but then like on Instagram, it is especially saturated, you know, like a lot of people, they go to the gym a few times and now they're like a fitness influencer. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you grow your following and was it something that it like surprised you? Um, somewhat. Yes. But I think it was the relatability. Okay. And at that time I was a military wife. My ex was deployed. I had two kids and you know what I mean? Like, I think it was just very relatable. Mm. My, what do you call it? Niche. Yeah. yeah. I was a mom that, you know, worked out, had gained a lot of weight during pregnancy, lost a lot of weight. It was just very like intriguing. Mm. Yeah. That's what I can guess. I don't know. That's what I'm assuming. So were you like surprised? Like, well, what was your first sponsorship? That was Cellucor. Like, okay. You know, and stuff. Yeah. Sell your car. Okay. Okay. Wow. So were you surprised when you got that? Yes. I remember getting the DM being like, oh my gosh, they, they really want me. And like, yeah. I think at that time I had less than 10,000 followers, but it was around 10,000 followers when I got that first sponsorship. That was a lot back then. Yeah. Back then 10,000 was a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So then let's get into like how you two met. Oh goodness. Fast forward to what? 2017. Yeah. It's pretty well. So I started going to Pivotal. Yeah, Sasha. we can back up a little bit because we, yeah. we knew each other before that. But we didn't really know each other. We went to the same gym. And, we all went to the same. Gym. Yeah, we all went to the same. Gym. <laughs> I would always talk with a buddy, and I'd see her there, but I wasn't gonna like talk to her, you know. And, and besides, at the time I was also dating someone, um, but somehow we started following each other, and then it was really just like a mutual follow for a long time. It wasn't really until we didn't actually even have any conversations. I talked to someone at the club about this today. Mm. So on Instagram, that's when they first started with like the Instagram stories mm-hmm. and she <laughs> that a teacher had like corrected her son's work. Grammar. Yeah. Her grammar was incorrect. <laughs> and so I commented on that and that just kind of opened up the door to us talking. And then, uh, so she at that time I was running those free boot camps and she kind of was interested in that. And that opened up the conversation for us to start talking really. Her so you, you slid into her DMs? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, kind it was of, yeah. probably like over a year of following each other and never spoke once in the gym. Yeah. I don't even know if I ever made eye contact with him, but I don't oh make my. eye contact with anybody. So. I was going to. <laughs> yeah. So one time we were working out, and one thing I always admired about her um, is because I'd see her working out and I know she wasn't there. You know, some people go to the gym and they're so, they socialize a lot and they don't even hardly work out a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was always in there, just there to do the workout. And mm-hmm. I could tell, 
And she was just, I don't know, if now looking back, was she just shy, but she was just there like, <laughs> putting in work. And I was, I admired her in a lot of ways. I'm like, look, she's really fit. She's putting in a lot of work. Um, and I just was like, man, I want this girl on our team, you know, like our team. Mm. Help. And I was like, if she walks past me this time, I'm going to just bring up how we follow each other. And it's weird to not talk to each other. But yeah. she ended up taking the long oh, way right. around me I'll that time. i by you like this, like yeah. with my head down, looking at my phone. So yeah. I had to go like really out of my way to talk to her. Um, so that didn't, that never ended up happening. So then like another six months went by yeah. where we didn't talk to each other. But and then, yep. and then you finally did. So was it like initially, like, was it awkward? Like we're not connecting here on Instagram. We we're like face to face. Was it like, did the stars align? Met, met. Yeah. Well, well, I guess when you had your first conversation. No, that was pretty. No, because it was so business. It was like, like, hey, I want to come to, yeah, I want to come to this workout. And then uh, I invited her and then I didn't hear from her. And then another time she, you know, (laughs) her contract with um, Cellucor was, Mm -hmm. had ended or they had changed it and she didn't like it. Yeah, that was it. Right. And Mm -hmm. so then she was looking for another like opportunity that which she would be able to be around other team members and fitness earn people and, yeah and earn income yeah because what were you doing at that time you were um I worked at OT fitness yeah okay. oh actually then I started working when I first met you I just started working at crunch as a personal trainer that really was, the week we the, like started crunch in North Charleston, North Charleston crunch, okay yeah. so you were a personal trainer yeah and North Charleston mm-hmm. okay and okay so I gotta ask you about this how, how long did you personal train for what was that because it was right when we started dating. Not long. Yeah, it was less than a year. Less okay. And be- okay, now I got to ask you this because I think a lot of people, are people surprised by like your social media presence? And then when they meet you that you're a little bit more reserved, a little bit more quiet and like shy. So, okay. F- so first people are surprised. Will they say like, I'm surprised or anything like that? No, thanks. No. Mm-mm. But Okay. I could just tell it's just a different vibe. They're probably like, I'm talking on my Instagram story, like, you know, and then in person, I'm like, oh, hi, I'm Danielle. And then, bye. I'm so awkward, you know. <laughs> I'm awkward. I don't think you're awkward. I think you think you're awkward. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. So, like, before we um, decided, like, or, you know, locked in a time when we would do this, I would tell her, I was telling Lauren how, you know, at some of our business trainings, I would like, set it up to where Girl, Danielle had to speak in front of you know, hundred something people. Off. We would be at a meeting and he would do like this and point at my head, like pick her, pick her. And I'd be like, this man knows I hate this. And he, he would put me in those situations where just but she me, would rock it out. But time. yeah, then I would do it. And I was like, Oh, I hate that. And he's like, you did so good. Yeah. Yeah. They wanted to hear from her so bad. <laughs> yeah. We really want to hear. They'd come up to me. Can you please get Danielle up on stage? We really just love to hear oh, from her. She's like, no. So I had to do those things with the intention yeah. of like also forcing a growth. Mm-hmm. You know, get up there and she would do awesome. Yeah, it was uncomfortable, but no one in the crowd ever knew that. They were just like busy writing down whatever she was saying. You know, right? Like everything you're saying is gold. I think it's that is no, the number one fear. People fear fear public speaking over death. They'd rather die. That's me. (laughs) Yeah. Then public speak. And I like, I don't know, like I suffered with social anxiety for the longest time. Like I didn't want to be noticed. I would turn bright red in high school, very low self-esteem, not confident. And then it does, it takes like the initial, like, and then the conferences that I do, it's like the, 
this, I, I changed my wording when I was gearing up for this, this one, this past year, but like, I wouldn't say that I was anxious because I didn't want to like manifest that, but there were a lot of like anxious energy because we have all these like thoughts in our head. Like what if this happened, happens and the fear of like being, um, being judged. And that's actually, it's so funny because I've been wanting to do this with you guys for a while because so many people DM me and they're like, we need the, um, IVs on and they would be so great. I'm like, I know, but then there's like this fine line. I'm like, well, one, I don't want to be like super annoying. I felt like a stage five cleaner, like, you know, I'm like, they're probably like so sick of hearing this. And Um, then I, it was it was all me. He was like totally down from the first time. He's like, let's do it. I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. And I figured that. Cause you're like, yeah, I'm trying to get her. She doesn't like to public speak. And then I'm like, I'm like, okay. Then I'm like trying to balance this line. I'm like, well, I don't want to start an argument between them. And I don't want you, you know, to like get into like an argument over something that, you know, it would be cool, but I'm like, it's not that important if it's going to cause a rift in like, you know, your marriage or anything, but I'm like, I knew you would be great. And it was like, there was a fine line of like, you know, when to stop after like this last time, I'm like, I am not asking again because I'm going to piss her off. <laughs> no, that would never be the case. It would just, yeah, I'm just trying. Yeah. But you're, yeah, you're doing great. And once you do it, but, um, I understand. So as a personal trainer, like working one-on-one, I feel like that's almost more intimidating than like working in as a group. Like, how did you get over the fear of like, cause you like, when you're training somebody, it's like, there is awkward silence and you get to know them. And like, you have to like, you know, small talk. How did you deal with that? You'd be surprised to hear that my first thing that they put me into was a group fitness class where I had to wear the microphone. Do you remember that? Yeah. And he was like, I'm going to come. We had literally just started dating yeah. like that yeah. month that I started working there. And he was like, I'm going to come take your class. And I was like, please don't, please don't take my class. <laughs> I'm mortified, but I don't know how I did it. Same thing with cheerleading in high school. I was cheer captain in high school. And mom, and mom, like, I, did that. I fake it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. Yeah. That take you a long ways. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're uncomfortable and you're like, I'm just going to, pretend I'm confident in this yeah. and then you actually do it, you know, because I still remember that time she ran off, she had the microphone on, she was speaking to everyone and she was telling me how she was nervous, but you could not see mm-hmm. that at all. Yeah. Yeah. Really, a lot of that all is just happening in our head sometimes. Oh, totally. We think we're presenting a certain way and we're like, Oh my gosh, they are seeing me like this. And it's, it's a, yeah. <laughs> and it's the projection. So, okay. So you're a personal trainer, you guys, um, Aiden, why don't you go into like, into your fitness journey and like how you got into Herbalife and um, all of that into fitness. Let's start there. Well, let me just touch on one thing too. Do you know just how Danielle was uncomfortable um, and yet she was rocking it out. When we go back to the beginning where Danielle was saying how she was uncomfortable in the you know weight room and free weights. I've had a lot of women that have messaged me asking those same questions. And mm. I always the story because I, I talked with Danielle about that before too. And it's like, one, yes, everyone's really focused on themselves, but two, you're not looking ridiculous. You're there. Mm. You know, it's not like overweight people, a lot of times they'll feel insecure at the gym because there's other fit people. But truth be told, we're rooting for them. We yeah. want to change. Like, yeah. I can, I look at sometimes people, I can tell they feel a little awkward. I'm just thinking like, I don't think you understand. We're happy to have you here mm-hmm. and, and join yeah. this family. We just want to see people stick to it, you know? And so that's just something for listeners to take away if they're a little nervous. Like, first off, you're, it's the same with public speaking. 
whenever you ever go up on stage or if you've ever seen someone go up on stage, if they start to bomb, it makes everyone feel I get secondhand embarrassment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> yeah. So truthfully, <laughs> the crowd in that situation is actually rooting for you. Yeah. They yeah. Want to walk out. So you have everyone on your side, whether it's fitness, whether it's public speaking, whether it's anything, truthfully, people want, most people want to see you Yeah, succeed. there's a few that would probably. It's so true. Like anytime I'm in like in the free weights, because I was the same way. I think everybody starts that way where they're super intimidated, especially women, because you don't see a lot of women in like the free weight area. I'm always like, when there are other girls, I'm like, yes. And you know, like, cause I know what it takes to be there and like the confidence it takes to be there. And it's like, it's, it's awesome. Cause there have been a few times where it's just like women that are like, you know, taking up all the area in the free weights. I'm like, yes, because that's the way it should be, you know, uh, or equal relation, but it's like, you don't see that. It's usually, you know, majority guys. Yeah. Yeah. So. Scares them away. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So let's get into you. So talk about your fitness journey. Have you always been like fit or. Uh, well, I've, I've never been overweight really. You know, I, um, all throughout high school, I was a big inline skater and like did competitions and grinding on handrails and did, did a lot of things that kept me so active. Mm. I, I never was overweight, but uh, when I was 21, that's when I started actually working out of my roommate. He was like, oh, I got a gym membership. I want to, you know, start building my muscles and all that stuff. I was like, all right, we'll go. So I went with him. No idea. I would literally just follow all of his workouts. He made them all up. Um, and that's how I got started with it. And then you do start to see the benefit of it, it more than just um, vanity purposes, you know, mm -hmm. those strengths into the other parts of your life. So I fell in love with fitness. My mother was always uh, into fitness and mm -hmm. into vitamins and, you know, like just taking care of your body. I never was allowed to miss a day of school ever. Growing oh. Here's Echinacea. Here's, here's zinc. Here's, my mom <laughs> loads me up with vitamins and like, but I also didn't really get sick. So I would always have to try and fake it. You know, but, but <laughs> I grew up in a, in a, uh, with a mother who, you know, modeled that behavior. Yeah, modeled like fitness. She wasn't always like going to the gym because it wasn't so much of a, a big thing in the early 90s, I guess, for everyone. Yeah. But, um, and, you know, but she was in martial arts. And so I had a good, good like model um, and just told me the importance of taking care of the only body that you have. Totally. You know? That was instilled in me. And then, uh, yeah, just continue to work out. I eventually moved to the West Coast. And, um, you know, I, I always wanted to work out. I always wanted to take care of my body and I always encouraged my friends to, but I never had moved into like taking it from taking my knowledge and what I've learned over the years and then helping other people, like, mm. you know, turned it into like a career of any kind, you know? And, um, I was at this point where I was on unemployment, I was flat broke. And I mean, I lived with four of the roommates. Uh, I lived in the craziest I lived in a part of LA called uh, Sun Valley. You didn't tell about LA, so. Oh yeah, well I, moved, I had moved to Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I was from there. South Carolina. Yeah, and uh, from South Carolina to LA, and I had moved into I didn't know the area. And I moved into this place called Sun Valley, mm. uh, North Hollywood area, and where I had lived at that time, the streets people would like you'd come out to your car and your car battery would be gone, and you're talking about someone who's had literally twenty dollars in his bank account, like nothing. I was on unemployment and uh, I was given an opportunity. Really, I, I went to something kind of like what WIT is, what WIT is, you know, a, a nutrition club. And I saw people who were like, they were, they were positive. They were 
making great money. They were not all of them were necessarily like models as far as like their fitness, but they had all Goal. come a long way. Mm-hmm. At all, like if maybe if someone was still overweight, but they had lost 50 pounds. So in other words, yeah. there's a group of people who are all improving themselves. Mm-hmm. And I was seeing those improvements they were making it on themselves, like you know, coming forth outwardly. And it was I was attracted to it. I was like, man, this group of people, I don't know. They're into fitness, they're positive. I don't know what they're doing, but this is awesome. And so uh I kind of got involved with it that way. I just wanted to be they were talking about personal development. And they were talking about eating healthy. I'm like, I don't know how I've never heard of this, but these are like my people. Yeah. And so that's how that all got started. So you were in the gym. So why did you go um, to California? Were you an actor? Well, I, 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 I dabbled in that. I say. <laughs> Lauren, have I, you ever seen the clips I post of him? I, that's why I was asking. are <laughs> <laughs> really good. He's really good. Well, they, I, you know, I never like made it into acting, I guess you could say so. So when you went out there to be an actor? Yeah, that was like my, my, definitely my goal was to move out there. At least like, it was one of those things. um, I just wanted to try it. It wasn't, well, if it didn't work out, it didn't work out. But sometimes you didn't want to be one of those people who are like, wow, I never tried it. So I don't know what happened, you know? Yeah. Okay. So then you get into, were you still pursuing the um, acting when you went into the club or did you kind of like shift gears? I did, you know, I was still, I was doing a little bit of both. I eventually shifted gears because it came down to asking myself, what was it that I, what was it about acting that was attractive mm-hmm. to me? Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I didn't want a boss. I did nine to five grind sucks. And yeah. then I'm like, um, you know, I wanted something that was geared around fitness anyways. Um, and so I, again, it came back to me asking, what, what is it I wanted around acting? I wanted something that was, again, I didn't have a boss. Um, I made, could have the potential to make great money mm-hmm. um, and I could travel and be free. Like that's one of my, the things that are most important to me is freedom. Like mm-hmm. not, yeah, financial yeah, time freedom, freedom is, is so valuable. Yeah. Um, and this was before I even dreamed of having kids, like the importance of time freedom, just being able to go wherever I want, whenever I wanted, like that is so valuable. Mm. So I, uh, I realized that's what I really wanted from acting and that the opportunity that was given to me was over like I, I could do those same things, you know? Yeah. Okay. So then you get into this. So then you do, do you start personal training and then get into Herbalife? Okay. So then, okay. So you're working at the gym or you. No, I, I was actually on unemployment. I had no you're job. Still on, okay. So into it because someone had invited me down and to check out the opportunity. So I went down and I literally had $24 in my bank account. That mm. And, um, there was a guy who was talking, his name was Brian. And he was like, you know, last month uh, I made $9,000 and he was in great shape. And he's like, I, before I started this, I barely had ga- money to put gas in my car. And I remember like, again, I was relating with these people because right. they were so similar to me. They were people who were broke. And I was like, all right, like I'm broke. I got $24 in my bank account right now. I stopped before I went to that meeting and bought a protein bar for dinner. Mm. It, it's expensive in California and having yeah. $20 dollars bank account at 33 years old is uh, not a good place to be. No. Yeah. You know? so, uh, yeah. I, I just, I, I knew something needed to change. We yeah. all reach that point, whether it's with finances, whether it's um, you know, relationships, whether it's your fitness, like that's one thing I've learned um, since being involved with a group that's big on personal development is like, it's all relatable. Yeah, really like the same concepts that you apply to fitness are the same ones you can apply to a relationship, Mm. you know, 
Yeah. And everybody has a story when you really get to start talking to people, it's like everybody has a story, whether it's, um, you know, a sickness, a loss, a terrible childhood, a, um, you know, bad relationship, whatever it is, you're like, you know, everybody has their own story when you're able to let those walls down. Um, you know, so much connection can be made. So you met this guy, Brian, and, you know, you connected with him. Was he part of, cause your company is Herbalife. Um, so was he part of Herbalife or how yeah. did you guys, okay. So basically what I was going to was, it was called intro to coaching. It was where they were saying, Hey, this is what we do for the community. This is how we earn income. If you want to be a part of it, you're welcome to, you know, it's kind of like that. And, um, so I said, no, cause to be honest, I'd never heard of Herbalife and there were people making great incomes and I had $24 in my bank account, so I'm naturally going to be skeptical. Right. And I said no. And then I just went home and I did some Googling, which doesn't always work out. And, you can uh, Google either. You can Google oh, anything. totally. Unfortunately, <laughs> I found some, the, what I had come across was, uh, it was just realistic. I wouldn't say it was bad or good. It just said, hey, it's like any business. If you work at it, you're going to be successful at it. And like many things, people get involved with them and they just think like, this is, I'm going to be so rich overnight. I'm not going to have to do any work. Right. That's, Thing. again you can apply as anything it happens when people think they're gonna get in shape they're like i'm gonna just go to the gym and work out not realizing they're gonna have to change a lot of a things a lot of things yeah yeah you're gonna have to change your diet you're gonna have your to change sleep your, routines, schedule. your sleep schedule yeah all of that if you want to be successful in the gym if you want to be successful in any business venture and have a successful relationship mm-hmm. you're gonna have to do things that are different from what you were doing before mm-hmm. they yes Right. Because me having twenty four dollars in my bank account came from me like do, making bad decisions. Yeah. Making yeah. decisions and making like and not involving, not surrounding myself with the right people. Yeah. So, so OK, so that's my life changed basically. that. OK. So then when were you like, OK, I'm going to do it, whatever. Like you were Googling and then you're like, well, I'm just going to try it or. Yeah, basically, I said, what do I got to lose? Like, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm sitting in this apartment. I have four roommates. I'm living in an area where my I'm 33 years old. Like I would call my family and my mom and be like, Hey, you think you could just order me a pizza? Like I hated that. Truthfully, yeah. like I hated it. Like to like have to suck up your pride and do those things. Because again, here I am, this guy who's uh, pursuing something that's not paying me in any way right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it, some jobs paid you $200 or something like that. Not enough to get by. Mm-hmm. So all in the hopes that it's going to work out. Mm-hmm. Just eventually like, all right, like I'm tired of living this way. So I'm just going to do something different. And um, yeah, at first I was dabbling and I was still doing bartending and things like that, whatever I could um, on Craigslist to find work. Craigslist. <laughs> you just dated yourself a little. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how I would find bartending jobs all the time. But you know what? Again, I just kept surrounding myself with those people and they were all very motivated people. And there were people who were making a lot more money than I was. So mm-hmm. I was just going to follow with, and here's another thing too, is like, they were truly helping people. Yeah. You know, and that, that's one of the things If they were just making money. I don't know. Cause that fulfillment part wouldn't be mm-hmm. there. Right. They all seemed so fulfilled and they seemed genuinely happy. And they were like, I'm mean, again, they're not all in, when I say great shape, they had just all improved their health, their weight, their mindset, all of these things. And, um, so I just kept surrounding myself with them, you know, success leaves clues. Mm. So just taking notes from them and, and doing what they suggested of me. No one ever told me what to do because that was one thing. I didn't have a boss that, mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. this is what I did. And this is what I'm still doing. 
And this is how I got these results with these clients. This is how I got my results. Uh, this is how I got new clients and just kind of worked like that. Hey, before we continue with the show, I want to talk to you about something that you might not think about too often, but it is vital in keeping you and your family safe, and that's insurance. In today's hectic world, we women have so many roles and things on our plate. Our to-do list seems to get longer and longer. Rachel Davenport, the principal agent at LH Griffith and Company, understands because she is a wife and mother herself. Rachel can assist you with all of your insurance needs, whether it is trying to find the best deals on auto insurance, helping select the most appropriate home insurance coverage, or helping you protect your family with health and life insurance. Rachel does it all. We know what a headache it can be to select the best insurance, so to save yourself precious time and energy, Give Rachel Davenport a call today for all your insurance needs. Her number is 864-828-0579. That's 864-828-0579. Or find her on Facebook at Rachel Sells Insurance. All her information is in the show notes. Okay, back to the show. So you get into it. And I like that that saying that you said, success leaves clues, because I think that's that's great. Um, but okay. So then you start to get into it. When did you start, you know, to have like, start to gain a following and, um, gain traction in, in this new endeavor? When I met you, how did you have? What following like Instagram yeah, following? I think you mean like social media following? Like, well, I guess in the herbal life, I guess. Yeah. yeah in that, in that sense. Just, uh, in the beginning, really, I was not focused on building a team or any of that stuff where you, you know, downline, I was just using the products and helping my friends and uh, people that I was meeting at the time to lose weight. Like it was really just coaching people. That's all. Okay. I was doing. And it wasn't until like almost a year in that one of my uh, clients who I'd helped lose like 35 pounds, guy looked completely different. He had people in his work asking what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And I, I can, you can send them all to me, you know, that's cool. <laughs> I'll make the money or I can just teach you to do, like you can teach them to do what you're doing. It's, it's not that difficult, you know, Right. Uh, at least the, the basics of weight loss are not, you know, too complicated. And so I just said, have, have your people do the same thing you're doing. So he did that. He became a distributor and he started earning income and he was like, thank you so much. Mm. or not only helping me lose weight, but now give me this, another way to earn extra income. And that's when it clicked for yeah. me. You know? You're just trying to do two things in every way. It's like either find people who were like me, who mm-hmm. were like, cause I was desperate and it's not something again, like Danielle would say, you know, like, Oh, I'm nervous, but I'm not going to show it. It's the same thing. Like I was desperate, but I wouldn't show it because mm-hmm. I always had hopes that things would get better. You know, oh. but you're looking for people like myself who were broke, who wanted fulfillment and wanted to help people. It's like Zig Ziglar says, you can have everything you want in life if you're helping mm-hmm. other people get what they want first. You know, that's yeah. a, the reason I, I love that quote is because. It, it, Say it, that again. It's, a, it's Zig Ziglar. And he said, you can have everything in, everything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want first. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's a good one. Real estate. A real estate agent mm-hmm. is going to, all right, he wants to build his income and he wants to build his business. Focus on finding people exactly what it is they want. The same and is true with a, a salesman. Same is, you know, it's, you can apply it to anything. Help yeah. them get what you want and you'll get what you want to. But you got to fo- be focused on them first. Mm-hmm. Again, if you're just focused on money, 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 money. Yeah, yeah. We all know how that works. 
Yeah. You know, doing, uh, people can tell when you're speaking from your heart and not from your teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Ooh. Comes comes out differently. Spitting out all these quotes. I'm like. <laughs> yeah. He loves quotes. Well, <laughs> You'll be like in a fight or something. And he'd be like, well. <laughs> Tell them Zig Ziglar, I knew it. I was like waiting for it. That's because they sum up a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of times someone like Zig Ziglar, you know, he's an older guy who has very a lot motivating. Of, very motivating. And yeah. he can put something into a quote that can a lot of times one sentence can change the way you see things, the way you act. All it takes is one sentence sometimes, you know. So that's the power of quotes from amazing people or piece people you admire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they're relatable because it, you know, especially good quotes, because it it can sit with you because yeah. you're like oh whatever you're going through you know it's like oh i resonate with that to realign you yeah yeah that sometimes yeah so then you're like okay you saw that he has a downline start making this extra income you're like okay i'm gonna try this and then was it hard to like find people because i'm gonna be honest with you when you know i think sometimes mlms and downline they get a very bad Oof. like rap you know so did you guys have like to face any of that where like family members or friends are like what are you doing this is not going to work and this is a scam and how did you kind of um like you know get through all of that and try to like did you rather than what everybody on the outside was trying to tell you to do are you looking at me yeah well my family was super supportive i never had any issues with family or friends or anything like that um mine was more social media presence people being like oh, that's an MLM, et cetera. You know, that's a pyramid scheme. And if honestly, I don't know who, if, if you know, but like every successful business is a pyramid. Think mm-hmm. about how business is set up. You have your CEO, you have your president, you have your managers, you have your employees. Every mm-hmm. successful business is shaped like a pyramid. And mm-hmm. with ours, like if you're not selling products, we're not making money. We don't make money if we just sign you. If we signed you up as a distributor tomorrow and you didn't sell anything, we don't make a single dime. Right. So, people don't understand they think that we just recruit and make money off we don't make a dime it goes back to that quote like let's say you know we were to find somebody who was similar to me and they were broke or even like danielle because you got to think at the time she didn't like what she was doing either away from her kids she wanted that time freedom so you find someone like that if their goal is they want to earn income well the only way in that situation i can even earn income is if i solve their problem first i have to teach them what i know right Right. That was one of the things that really um, attracted me to the business because when I found out like the person didn't make any money for signing me up, mm-hmm. all right, they, we don't, I don't make a dime if I sign someone so up. I, said, yeah. um, I only can make a dime if I can help them become successful. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I was like, okay, well then I know that, you know, my sponsor, Melissa, that she's not just trying to make a quick hundred bucks or whatever. Right. I'm, I know not all yeah. MLMs are the same. And there's some where you do, um, you earn money and that, that's fine if there's people like that. But that I was always personally turned away from that because I didn't know like if you were trying to sign me up for something you didn't care about my success you just cared about signups and then you would leave them in the dust you know and that again is a huge thing there's so people have to understand there are so many MLMs you can't Mm -hmm. bolt them all into the same but they do they're very different yeah and I got a lot of um not a lot I just had people close to me some friends it was all like to be honest they were just trying to warn me Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't take offense to it. I didn't write anybody off and never speak to them again. It was really, um, I still have some emails where people were telling me how it was, but the truth is they didn't even understand the, the company's business model. Yeah. Mm. I would break it down for them and then they just wouldn't respond. Um, and to be truthful though, some of them did come around eventually. Once mm. I stuck to it, 
and then they saw that it was legit, then they came around. Mm. You know, that's another thing I've learned. Once you're like operating out of your truth and you're actually doing something, a lot of times people just want to test you. It's mm-hmm. the same when if yeah. clients this over the years. So you have someone star on products and their friends make fun of them mm-hmm. because they're trying to improve themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm. So look, you're going to get some hate. But the thing is, people, as they see you improving yourself, especially your friends, people that, you know, they think they're your peers are just like you. And when they see you improving yourself, whether it's getting healthy, they see you building, taking a risk and starting your own business or creating mm-hmm. a podcast, doing mm-hmm. whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? They see you rising. And now they're down and they're here. Not, and, they're not ready to rise with you. So they're like, right. so they try and chop you down. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. he loves company. That's right. We were just talking about this, like last night, I was saying happy people do not put others down. They just do not. Yes. You, I've never heard a happy person. That, like it's, I was talking about negative comments on yeah. Instagram. Oh my I'm gosh. Like, never imagine going to some stranger's page and being like, your quads are too big. Yeah. Like that you're not a happy person. So that's no. like, these kind of comments or whatnot, like hateful comments. I'm like, that person has their own issues. It's mm-hmm. not about me. It's about them. One yeah. Person, yeah. If, genuinely happy with their life they wouldn't care about my life yeah I was going to ask you that that was like one of my things um on my list of questions was because and, and you mentioned this on your stories Danielle a lot is like people just like say the rudest things you know like or disagree with you or because you have a different um belief or whatever and you get so much hate how not all hate you know it's like the really unhappy people were are the people that would send you that but even if it's one or two comments a day how do you how do you deal with that that I honestly I'm really bad at this and he'll tell you like I will get a hundred comments on a picture of myself but if one person makes fun of me or anything like that's the only one I focus on he's like there's 99 other comments that say you look great today, but you just picked that one. Yeah. So that's something I've had to learn to like not do. And for a long time, I actually restricted comments to followers only because I would get so upset. Yeah. <laughs> and then I realized that was kind of hindering my growth. So I was like, I'm just going to deal with it. And like, now I allow all comments, but yeah. So I just have to tell myself the same thing I just told you about. They're unhappy with their own life. It's not mm. about me. Yeah. Really you know, happy. They wouldn't say that to me because mm. there's things I scroll on Instagram. There's things I see where I'm like, that's not it. I could never imagine voicing that. I just, right. Not, yeah. Just not, keep scrolling and follow them. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to be mean, what is the meanest thing? Like somebody has like said to you where you're like, Oh my God. Well, there was, it's anything about being a mom, yeah, anything, parenting. anything that goes towards my parenting. Those like hurt me to the core. And I hope nobody's listening to that. Doesn't like me. <laughs> Cause <laughs> that's how I get her. No, yeah. Any, to do with me being a bad mom or anything mm. like that will tear me up. You yeah. can talk about my body. You can talk about whatever, you know, but if you talk about my kids, yeah. say, what was the one comment about there was someone said something very hateful about Oakland one time. And I was just like, it tears me up. I'm like, yeah. talk about children. Like, but yeah, that's the biggest ones that get me are like parenting or if you talk bad about my kids. Yeah. Off limits. Like it's yeah. What obviously somebody that doesn't have a child or somebody that is just a terrible person, um, would say something like that. But I, I could imagine too, is like, um, you know, just 
social media can be a beast and you're going on there and then people are saying shit to you or like, you know, especially whatever's going on in the world. Like this is where, you know, because you have so many people, like, why didn't you comment on this? Or why aren't you talking about this? Do you feel like that? Like, oh my gosh, should I be talking about this? Or, you know, how do you, yeah, so when all of the world started crumbling in like early 2020, yeah. I felt so much pressure because I would like, if I say something, I'm damned. If I do, I'm damned. If I don't Right. more something, because it's, you know, I mean, I might say the wrong thing that I didn't say anything or if I right. say wrong. So I was like, so there's so much pressure when it comes to like political stuff or anything like that. It's so scary for me because yeah, like I said, I'm damned if I do, I'm damned if I don't. And she didn't want to be deplatformed either. Yeah, and there's, the wrong yeah. Thing. you say the wrong thing now and you're done. You're canceled. That's <laughs> what every, yeah, it's. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I did on TikTok. I don't know if you have TikTok. No, I, I haven't. I have a TikTok. Everybody's like, get on TikTok. But I'm like, I can't do one more thing. <laughs> um, 80, 800 was it? Yeah, 800,000 followers on TikTok. Oh my God. I got a warning. It was something about, it was. I poked him in his butt, Lauren, <laughs> his clothes, butt, and I got a warning for sexual assault. Oh and my God. One day I woke up, opened my TikTok, and it says you have been permanently banned. And From I had that wa- one thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They take all your money too. So yeah, I was part of the creator fund is what they call it. And I had almost a thousand dollars in there and they just take it and it's gone. Oh my God. So it's a very scary thing. And like, I tell them all the time, if our business was not like, revolved around social media, I would gladly get rid of all of it. All of it. Yeah. That's like, obviously nowadays you have to have social media. If you run a business, you know what I mean? It's like marketing. Yeah. I tell them all the time, my gosh, I want to go in the mountains and just (laughs) disappear. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I think, excuse me. Um, like, do you ever face this type of stuff, Aiden? I feel like women are attacked more. Yeah, I think they are. And it's probably by you know, other women or like jerks. Go ahead. What are you saying? No, he does. He's just way better at like mm. not caring. Because you do okay. it. Oh, no, no. I think um, by, by this point now, like maybe in early uh, 2020, mm-hmm. I got a lot more hate. But those people have since unfollowed me. So I'm good with that. Yeah. <laughs> basically, you know, you just get down to. The ones just, that want to Yeah, your, your people, your mm-hmm. type of people. I'm definitely offending a lot of people and. uh just because of my own personal beliefs, you know, and people yeah. want to in and put their beliefs on you. Mm-hmm. That's something that happens with a lot of social media, you know, like, again, happy people don't go into other people's, uh, you know, things and try and push their values and their beliefs onto you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like, let's start, um, let's talk about, and I'm the same way with you, Danielle too, is like, there'll be a million things. And then somebody says something like, whatever, you know, I didn't like your class or whatever it is. And I'm like, I, you know, cause you feel like it's a personal attack on you and you want to be liked and, you know, but so I totally can relate to that. Um, so when did you guys decide like, I want to open up a brick and mortar and bring this thing we're building together. And then also doing it in the midst of, I feel like the hardest time to open a business during COVID. So let's talk about that. (laughs) Well, the first time I actually met her, like when I'm speaking to her, um, she came to a nutrition that we had in Goose Creek. And that was a space where we had, you know, honestly, I would have challenged anybody in Charleston at that time to get better results than what we were producing on that place. Mm. Um, like, 
it was just, I'm talking just transformation over transformation over, it was amazing. Plus the culture was amazing. So that's what got me was that I Mm -hmm. was watching his story and he was was doing fit clubs back then, his Mm -hmm. free boot camps, And that's what I was watching. I was like, damn, that looks so fun. Like I remember, that's one of the things I messaged you about. And he's like, come on out. Yeah. It was super attractive and like fun. Like, and you fun. went? Yeah. Did I what? And you went? I did. Yeah. I went to two. Yeah. And then they closed. I got okay. it. Like, she got in right at the very end. Yeah. So okay. we, we, um, after that closed, then it was just our businesses or at least mine shifted into just social media. And then of mm-hmm. course, like face-to-face, if I run into somebody at the gym or they stop me at I don't know, subway or something like that. <laughs> we worked from home from that point on. Yeah. And that was amazing. Three year, I worked yeah. three years. Yeah. And just building through social media and in person, you know, that I think it's important for um, people who are working. I guess it's going to depend on the business, mm-hmm. but to do face-to-face talk with people and talk with them online as well. Cause they're two very different things. Gosh, you can yeah. be really great at in person. And then those people are awful with social media and then vice versa. Yeah. Mm. Both cases, it takes a lot of work. Okay, so you you were doing, and then you mentioned um, Aiden that so before you did Herbalife, Danielle, you were in a in a job that you were away from your kids. What was that like? So I had a few little jobs. So okay. after my divorce, I worked for a GI doctor, mm-hmm. front desk, receptionist, that kind of thing. Did insurance, and then I went to O2 Fitness and did like sales. Okay, and, like and then I went to Crunch. Which okay, when I first met him. I yeah, for less than a year, and then we started working together on Herbalife, and that's when I completely quit Crunch and we just did full time. Soon early in, yeah. because I was like, "You're going to this job." Yeah. And nothing against, you know, we love the Crunch we go to. It's mm-hmm. just more like the amount that she was getting paid versus what time. I felt that she was worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like you go, you drive in about forty-five minutes to an hour in traffic one way, yeah. and the same way back, and then to run a class. I just said you could use that time more wisely if you invested it in your own business. Mm, yeah. yeah. So did it. And then she did it. She did. And then she did. You know? Yeah. So then what was it like to go from, you know, like then working together and staying home together and like spending mm-hmm. all this time together? Wouldn't it like, I would imagine you would get on each other's nerves or. You sure did. Well, that's when we started doing. So we had this thing before <laughs> COVID stuff started. Okay. where we had our days because we would get to that point where we we didn't want to be around each other that we need yeah. to break with the kids so like on a monday that whole day was my day i didn't have to come home i didn't have to check in i didn't have to do anything mm. I, could, I could go to a coffee shop i could take myself to lunch and then his next the next day was his day and then the other days we'd spend together but to have yeah. those like specific days where it was just me not even my kids nothing it was yeah. like you'd still be working you know, yeah. but you're answering messages without having to also grab a baby real quick. I could go sit at the park on my phone yeah. and so talk you end to up people. More productive. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. But then when COVID started, everything like shut down. So we kind of let that go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So then you decide, okay, during COVID, Hey, now is a good time to <laughs> open up a business. Like how, like, what was um, the idea behind that? Well, you know, for one, you know, COVID, one thing that it took away was like, especially in the beginning, more so, uh, is people weren't even standing six feet from each other. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of, all of our, you know, we had business trainings every single month, mm-hmm. you know, with lots of people that we'd get to see, almost like they're almost like family. So to go from that, all of that ending, 
and then there not being any kind of local structure or none of that stuff, everything was put on hold. It was almost all social media mm -hmm. entirely with the exception of some of the local team that we have here. And we, you know, go do like potlucks and we'd go on team retreats and things like that. But um, we really were like, I want to have that community again. By the way, during this whole time, I was still running a free boot camp. I was just doing he it. Never never he never stopped. Never stopped. Never stopped doing it. It's been I remember messaging a police officer because I thought we were going to get in trouble at one point when it was like a whole, there was like, oh, it was a, um, the time, what was it? Curfew. Yeah. They had a curfew. Oh, and I remember yeah. having to contact the police officer and I was like, are we allowed to be out here at this time? And it was like, but he kept going. You yeah. never stopped. But the thing was, it was all about the community. Mm -hmm. mm. And so doing it in a park was great, but weather could mess us up. Right. We would do it in the rain, do it in the cold, no matter what. But it was still, I just knew, like, for one, if we just had that a, a solid brick and mortar place where we could bring people and that could become the new hub right. that we had before in 2017, um, that was my real goal. Now, her goal is uh, she wanted to decorate a place yeah. and, and also didn't want to only rely on social yeah, media. Yeah, so like I was saying earlier, honestly, I don't like social media. I actually kind of despise it. And if I didn't have to wow. have it, I so I was thinking like, maybe if I get a, a brick and mortar, I can kind of steer away from that a little bit, not so he rely heavily on it. So mm -hmm. that was And like, I was so tired of talking to people via like this, like yeah. a text, you know what I mean? With little words. I wanted to actually be face to face with people. And I have met so many people. We've been open since April. Yeah. I tell him all the time. I can't believe how many people I've met that know yeah. who I am that follow me like oh i follow you i've been following you since 2015 like i had no idea that they even i've met some like sherry she's yeah. like i met her at wit like it's yeah just to me and it just makes me so happy uh, <laughs> is it weird when people are like i've been following you because i felt like i don't know is that something like people i don't know influencers like to hear like oh i've been following you because I, I i remember I actually, t it was at Pivotal. I was like, oh, I've been following you. And you're like, oh, thanks. And, but you're super shy too. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, do, is that what people say? Do they like hearing that? Or <laughs> is it weird? No, not anymore. Like there was just the other day on Target. She was like, Danielle. And I was like, mm -hmm. yes. And she was, I've been following you for so like, it's like that. And it's very just casual and I don't mind at all. I actually really like it. <laughs> yeah. Do you get, I mean, like, do you ever feel like, I just want to go somewhere and not like, I don't know, you know, not to say anything, but like you want to go somewhere where people don't know you or like, if you're, you know, yelling at your kid or whatever, like people aren't going to judge you or anything like that. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Well, now that we have wit, I, I, I feel like everywhere I go, I see someone that I know. Yeah. Literally, especially now that we have like the brick and mortar, like everywhere yeah. I go, oh, there's Steve. I'm not even making up a name, but you see someone everywhere you go now. So yeah, sometimes you just yeah, want to we've met. So, I mean, like that's another really it's, great part about it. That makes me yeah. happy, for sure. Well, that's why I wanted to commend you guys too, is because yes, that's why I said, I'm like, oh, they have a large following on Instagram, but it's not just about that. You've built like this community and these, these boot camps, and you share to your stories, all these boot camps that you have and then people that can go there for free to work out. They don't need to pay. And, um, you know, any shape and sizes. And it's like, 
you have these large groups of people that are just like, they feel you've created a space where they feel comfortable of where, um, they can come to you guys. And then there's trust there. And then it's also, they want to see you succeed. I remember when you were saying you were opening, like, I felt like you guys did such a good job about like, like the hype behind it. Like people were excited to hear your story and like the trials and the triumphs and, you know, getting the permit and all the things that, you know, came up and the struggles that you face and everybody felt like they were kind of in it with you. And then you're like grand opening. And I felt like there was just a flock of people that came to support you guys because they really believed in your mission and what you guys had to offer. And I think that's, that says a lot about you guys is the, the community that you guys are building. And that's amazing. Yeah. I, I think that's one of the things that I'm always like taken aback by um, how I'll be next door at crunch. And not only do I, now I know so many people, but mm-hmm. the same people, you know, we all go to the gym and you see those people and you never connect. Well, now what happens is people come over to wit and they grab a, a post recovery shape or a tea or something. But then they also run into that guy who they always see there, but they never yeah. really talk to him. Yes. And then they become friends. It is so awesome. To so see. now it's like, yeah, created so many more. It's a little hub outside of the gym because you don't really want to talk at the gym. But afterwards, exactly. if you're getting your your post recovery shake and right. you're like, oh, hey, how was your workout? Like, that we see people building relationships within our business, and it's so awesome. Like, yeah, you see it outside of the gym yes. and outside of where. Yes, I so said that like, there's like. So- and so and so hung out outside of wit. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. It makes me so happy. Yeah. That's huge. Do you ever like, because you guys work out there, do you ever feel like I just kind of want to work out where like, are you stopped and stuff during like a workout or do you? F- um, I always at least say hi to someone. Yeah. Someone always says hi, but um, we have a home gym too. So if I'm ever feeling like I don't want to uh, be social, socialize today, I just work <laughs> Home. <laughs> yeah. A lot to be a hundred percent honest, they've all become a lot of our friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. so long. Um, but we, we, they've become a lot of our is friends. that is that ha- to hide anything? <laughs> What's that? No long? Oh no, it was to remind me that, to uh, go to bed. Yeah, sorry. Well, no, because I, you know I'm scheduled to change, so I oh. um, <laughs> no, because I want to say this, but I don't want your kids to hear somebody's alarm went off one time because they had to do this. Oh, oh yeah, we don't do that anymore. I cannot. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so you've you've built this um and you you've been friends or whatever. Um you've created this relationship where you know that you're your buddies and everything. Um what does so how did you come up with whatever it takes or wit? So that was actually started in, in 2014. And uh, I was working closely with uh, a guy who's another herbal distributor and he had already had a team built and uh, they had like their team name. And then when, as I would bring on team members, I remember one time they, uh, one of my team members was like, oh yeah, you know, Team Evolve, that was his team. But they didn't know because we worked so closely together and we didn't talk about teams or anything like that. But I felt bad. I was like, damn, like it's not actually in their downline. And, you know, so I was like, I need to create a team. And so mm-hmm. we came up with WIT team and by we, I mean, me and the squirrel in my pocket. Uh, <laughs> I was standing with Wit team one night and uh, I had another team member at the time and I bounced it off of him and he liked it. And so we just kind of went from there. And eventually me and uh, my buddy Alex, his team, even though we're completely different Herbalife organizations, we came together and uh, 
kind of that's where wit team even blew up even more mm. whatever it takes again like everything's relatable you know so yeah. it takes for you to improve your relationships improve your body if you have that attitude that's why i said earlier when we were talking about boot camps that we do them in the rain we don't i never cancel due to any kind of weather wow you know, unless they block the roads I, i've never canceled fit club mm. um ever and um it's because I know that if I start canceling because of weather or whatever it is, mm -hmm. then that gives them permission to make the same excuses on themselves. Right. Mm. And then, you know, that saying, uh, it's a guy named Garen Jones always says, how we do anything is how we do everything. Mm. And so if you start to allow yourself to not go to the gym because it's gloomy outside mm -hmm. or you're just not really feeling it, that's the same way that you will take on your, you know, discipline your kids or raising your kids or being in a relationship. You'll do the same thing. When it gets a little bit inconvenient, you just won't follow through with what it is that you want. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so you mentioned the kids. I think you guys do a great job. Like you have, you know, a blended family. You had two kids prior to um, meeting Aiden. And then now you guys have Oakland together. Um, what has that been like? Especially, I know there are people listening that are in that, that same um, situation that you guys are, but it almost like, it feels like you took, um, Danielle's kids as your own. And it's like, you guys do such a good job of like, just equals, you know, of like, nobody feels like, no, that's, you know, that's Oakland's dad or anything like that. So how, like, how did you guys build that? Or what are were some of the struggles that you guys had to work through? I think it was like kind of easing into it because for almost the first year that we were dating, I still had my own apartment, you know, yeah. my lease, I still had a lease. So I, you know, I wasn't staying with Daniel every single night. And then even at that time, I didn't have my kids full time. Yep. Mm. I only had them every other week. So like we could spend a whole week together, no kids. Okay. So it was a good like way to transition into it. And, you know, as I spent more time with the kids, I loved being around the kids and I would never want them to feel, um, I don't know, like maybe I, I just didn't favor them or anything like that. You know, you they don't want to love him. Yeah. So, mm. but like, literally, I don't think they could love him. They probably love him when they love me. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they do. <laughs> I'll, I'll see your posts like uh and you're like fighting for his attention because like the kids have the attention <laughs> the other night they said mom is boring and I, <laughs> and I was like okay well <laughs> true but you're like I carried you I know I birthed you yeah 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 well, two different parents bring two different things you know mm -hmm. yeah and I don't think either one of them it's not like a, a favor they're both equally no. as important yeah. you know yeah yeah, that's awesome. Um, okay, so I want to get this. I have a few more questions here. What um, what were some of the struggles that you guys faced when opening your brick and mortar? And do you ever were you ever like, did we make the wrong decision? Absolutely. Okay. Why did we do this? Yeah, we're like, why we were we were so comfortable and like we literally had no nowhere to be every day. We could go on vacations. I'm like. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely been times like that. Yeah, so. we were making a great income. Literally had no boss. If we were like, hey, you want to go see your Aunt Virginia tomorrow? Like, yeah, let's just go. Like, yeah. with the exception, the only thing, Fit yeah. Club. That yeah. would always, like, <laughs> it always had to revolve around Fit Club because I had to be the Fit Club. But that kind of freedom. So then to create a, almost like, a, I guess you could say a job, even a though we're, five, yeah. we're coming at it from a different place. But it's still structure-wise. You have to be there at this time. 
Um, and there's lots of responsibilities to go from that, go from, you know, doing whatever you want to that is definitely um, an adjustment, but it all kind of comes down to like, um, for one, nothing lasts forever. Mm-hmm. You know? Jim Rohn yeah. said, uh, we're not a tree. You can move, you can do whatever you want. You don't have to be mm-hmm. stuck anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so for one, nothing lasts forever. But also it's like, uh, you want to build something. You, you know, why? Why did you get, well, community. That's what we want to build. We want to build community. We want to build a place where um, we can grow. So that's why you, you do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, a lot of times the things that are uncomfortable, mm-hmm. it's real cushy staying at home. Yeah. Running a social media business. Mm-hmm. You, you can do whatever you want. I'm, I'm I mean, that you. was my issue. I was losing my fire because I was just like sitting on the couch all day talking yeah. to people. I would go to the gym for an hour, yep. but then I would come home and sit on the couch and play with Oakland and the kids would go to school. And it was just like, what am I doing? Like, mm. I'm not talking to any people like yeah. other than through my phone. Um, so honestly, it would be different if, if there were no kids involved, that same scenario for someone who's yeah. you know, in their twenties and no kids. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you have to spend no, so much you're time still, at home. Yeah. You're still alone. So often I was just like, this is not it. Like mm-hmm. I need to be around people. Yeah. So I wanted to talk to people. I wanted to yeah. be around people. And so uh, it was um, my yeah. little bit. <laughs> So you decide and, and then what you had some issues with like permits and stuff, like, didn't you want to open way sooner than what you had? Um, yeah, yeah. figured it only take a month. Cause you know, wit is very basic. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I did to the floor. I ripped the carpet up uh, and I put like, basically I made the floor like gritty. It's like grip tape. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's very basic. So we figured, Hey, it's going to be, really but it's quick. very nice. Like it's, it's, you're saying basic, but it's like decorated, very cute, you know, and it, Oh, Danielle did a really good job. And then also every time I go in there, it smells so good. You always have some type of candle. Yeah. So you're saying basic, but it's, it's not basic. Well, it's, it's, yeah, what I meant was, is, you know, it just wouldn't, I didn't expect it to take very long. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. You didn't have like, no, I, break down any walls or anything like that. An employee for someone. Or then when I became a distributor, like, hey, I worked for myself, but there's nothing. I wasn't responsible for anything, mm-hmm. you know, and to come in and now you have this lease and now, oh, wait, you have to set up all these things and then permits with building the bar and, you know, um, that was one thing that definitely led, I learned an amazing lesson. I Learning actually wouldn't take it sure. away, but yeah. I've always been a super, never anxious person. And uh, some things happened with some permits mm-hmm. and they were going to be setting us back, especially because of COVID for like another three months and rent was going to be due. Right. And so we she would tell you, in. yeah, she yeah. would tell you um, that that was making me in a way that she had never seen before. Cause there was mm-hmm. so much riding on it. You know, mm-hmm. I had actually um, one day right before we were getting our our final inspection, I walked in and I remember feeling like my up upper stomach kind of like right under my chest muscle, like your ribs, yeah, yeah. It felt like my skin was raw, and oh I thought God. it was like, like a like a Nike like active shirt. It was kind of like uh, perforated or whatever you'd say. So I, I thought, thought it maybe, was chafing. Yeah, I thought it was chafing. <laughs> your nips were chafing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stomach it was a weird place like why would that doesn't protrude or anything why would that be but i uh passed the permit and then the next day still felt it three four days later still felt raw and i would tell daniel like it feels raw and i pulled my shirt up and the skin didn't look any different hmm. and then i put every cream on it i could find <laughs> 
I'm talking diaper cream, <laughs> cream, all these things just to figure out what was going on. Well, then these two little dots appeared. And I was like, oh, they're just ingrown hairs because I covered it in all these freaking oils. And But I was on my Instagram story and someone saw it and they said, hey, man, that looks like shingles. I'm like, what is shingles? I don't know what this is. So I started Googling it and uh, turns out it's like stress. Stress Oh, my God. Give himself shingles. Well, because if I thought about that permit, it could be four in the morning. I just yeah. woke up and thought I wouldn't go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And I remember feeling it in my, like solar plexus area just feeling yeah. like an anxiousness and so um long story short yeah cool I, I got shingles i got rid of it very <laughs> quick using the wim hof uh, breathing method it just like de-stressed my body a whole lot but the what i took from that is that stress can literally kill you you can make it, yourself it created so oh yeah body from being worried about something that wasn't i would find would never happen it was very mm-hmm. eye like, but, wow, you yeah. just made yourself sick. Made myself sick. Mm-hmm. And yeah. pay that. if anyone ever is listening to this and you're stressed, you can't worth it. do it. You were <laughs> yeah. like yeah. truthfully. So yeah, I suffered a little bit, but I took something from it, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Was that hard on like the relationship? Like, okay, so you're raising kids, you're trying, you, you guys see the vision together and then, but there's this stress, there's the the stress of finances. And then it's like, okay, are we gonna have to pay rent be- you know, when we're not bringing the money in, like, was there like any like headbutts or like, how did you guys like work through that? So. Yeah. I mean, maybe just being irritable or we something. We were very like irritable. Nothing like too yeah. memorable. Yeah. 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 We just fell out of snapping at each other, you know, because yeah. like, I've never seen him stressed like that, like at all, really. Yeah, no. He's just not a stressed person. And like, yeah, the first time in, five years that I've been like, wow, mm-hmm. he's really stressed. He's really <laughs> stressed. A lot. And again, it was also taking a lot more time, but fortunately, you know, we didn't have to go to a job or anything like that. Yeah. So I spent yeah. a lot of time building the club out late at night. Midnight. He'd be there till midnight. There we go. We're back. Can you? Awesome. Okay. Awesome. That was a fast reboot. Yeah. No, it just crashed. It's uh, 70%. Yeah. We thought, we thought, you know, it wasn't plugged in and died. We didn't get a warning. It just was like, boop, gone. Okay. So, that's, that's so weird. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, that's fine. Um, I just made a note of it. Okay. So we have a couple more, um, questions. I'm trying to think of where we can edit that. Well, I could just come right in. Yeah. So I'd say, uh, you know, we, we had a lot of free time, so we were able to spend a lot of time at the club building it out, but without having to take time away from our family Mm -hmm. and ourselves. So that was one thing we were really fortunate of because we were creating another business on top of a business, mm. you know, and that other business allowed us to have time freedom. So we used that freedom to build out the club. So as far as stress on, on each other, we had saved for it. So we didn't take out a loan or anything. We really, the only stress was just coming from the potential loss of not being able to open it up. And just a, keep yeah. paying rent out of pocket was going to really, that's not something we prepared ourselves for. So right, that was we were going to yeah. be okay this feels weird to be it's not um, what i wanted to do yeah no, exactly <laughs> nobody wants oh, yeah. it especially yeah. when you have a goal and then you're like i don't want to do this is not what yeah. we yeah. had planned you also just have this space that for like four months Gosh, we had it three for four months. months and it's just empty <sighs> i was, was still running boot camp out of it though we were, were you i just couldn't sell anything we couldn't have like post recovery yeah. shakes or anything like that so we just come in do the workout and then people yeah. would just leave Whereas right now if they you know again it's always free if they want a protein shake, we got one for them, you know, if not, yeah. 
give me a nice high five and see you on Monday. Give me a hug. Yeah. Yeah. That's he's awesome. Hugs there. He's a big hugger. Oh, <laughs> the first hug I ever gave him was a side hug, yeah. you know, like just like this. And Awkward. He still remembers it. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Have you ever taught boot camp? Me? No. Uh, Wit? No, never. I did a station one time. Yeah. <laughs> so depending on how many coaches we have involved in things like that, we would run stations. So then maybe you come to the leg station and Danielle would be there and she's going to do. I think I did that one time. Yeah. Would you ever run the whole thing? I think I could. I've, I've seen him do it so many times that I think I could. I oh, you would, pro- I wouldn't be awesome. Aiden though. I would, he doesn't, I could not. But you would be Danielle and you offer something That's else. Right. That's exactly. right. <laughs> yeah. You need that sauce. You need different flavors, you know? Yeah. It's nice when you got a chicken nugget and you can dip it in a couple different flavors. <laughs> Chick-fil-A sauce. Yeah. Oh my God. So good. Okay. I have a few more um, questions before we end. What is the hardest part about owning your own business? Not having that time freedom anymore. So literally like we did it so we wouldn't have a boss and have a nine to five, but now I literally work for us 24 Mm seven. So we were open seven to three, but it doesn't end there. Yeah. It's a constant thing. Oh, we need straws. Oh, oh, we need cups. So it's like, even right now I'm thinking, what do I need tomorrow? Like, you know what I mean? It's a constant thing. So it's Mm -hmm. just way different than what we had before. So that's probably my biggest struggle is like, I don't ever get a mental break from it. Mm -hmm. It's always there. When you go to a job, you can, when you leave that job, you're done for the day. Right. Never done. Yeah. So and then on top of that, you also have online clients and online and three kids and three kids and, a <laughs> right. and your own fitness routine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Then I got to find time for me to work out. Right. I won't allow that part to struggle, you know, to own this business. So, right. It's really, it's all an investment, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's, it's truly what it is. If, if you knew without a shadow of a doubt that nothing was going to come from it or, you know, that it would just, right. you, you wouldn't do it unless mm-hmm. your only goal was to learn something. But mm-hmm. Um, and there's a bit of a learning curve too. And in the beginning of any business, you're going to have to really be, um, there a lot more than anyone else. One of my first mm-hmm. jobs was a guy who owned a construction company. And when he first started, it was just him and his buddy and mm-hmm. they would work jobs, multiple jobs till late at night. And then, you know, what? now he, to this day he has a really successful business, but he was the one, mm-hmm. you know, pounding the, pounding the pavement at that time. Yeah. So what goals do you have to make it where you have a little bit more time freedom? Like what, where do you guys see this going? Um, like business wise, like a business goal you guys have, and then maybe goals you have as individuals. I mean, I, mean, I, know I, have. You- I mean, ideally we'll have employees at some point right now. It's just him and I, one of my personality traits is that I don't like to give people control. Delegation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. De- delegation. I cannot, I'm like, I'll just do it myself. I'll right. just do it myself to let go especially with wit it's really hard to let go right so i'm struggling to um bring people in and kind of give us some uh, relief that's right yeah but they have to be the right people and for me they have to be herbal distributors for a couple of reasons um one i want them to be knowledgeable about the products mm-hmm. and two i want them to be able to build their own business inside of my business mm-hmm. and that's what that place is i came into a club like that and i was able to build my business out of there without I never had to pay rent. I never had to pay for Wi-Fi. I would meet people out and they would, maybe they were mentioning my button that you'll see, or um, sometimes just having the word Herbalife, people will come up to me and go, hey, I want some of that. Or, um, But I would then take those people to that club. I'd buy them a shake. Mm-hmm. It's bomb. It, t- it tastes so good. So then they're like, 
all right, cool. I was just talking about the program they're going to be on, help them lose weight. I was able to basically cha help change people's lives or play a hand in it, all right, and build my business out of someone else's business. Mm. So that's what we want to create there. I want to be able to give, find people like myself, find people like Danielle who have goals and have dreams that they want to accomplish, but they're not sure how to do it. And they know they want to help other people. Right. Come to a place like WIT and it's a community. Wait, and there's all different types of people there, all different shape sizes. You know, that's what we want. Yeah. A, a, a community that is improving the health and the wealth of other people. Mm -hmm. And you will, you, if you haven't even, um, it hasn't even been a year. So it's like, yeah. So it's just time, you know, and Absolutely. finding the right people and then letting go a little bit and then a little bit more. So it's not like all at once, but yeah, your name is on the line. This is something you've worked so hard to build. So that's completely understandable. Um, but yeah, finding the time where you can have some time to yourself and do you guys kind of set up that system in place? Cause I feel, you know, um, you know, you have your relationship and then you have your business and then you guys work together sometimes. How do you still, um, follow that type of schedule? You guys kind of like get your own time because I, I would imagine it would be hard owning a business together. Work is kind of always on the back of your mind. And then, you know, but then you're trying to like separate that from, you know, your relationship. Is that, how do you guys work through that? It is a challenge, especially right now, you know, Again, everything is a line curve. So it's like the way it is, isn't the way it's going to be. Right. right? But uh, yeah, I mean, we don't have a whole lot of time as much as we used to, especially it's such a, a contrast from what, where we were mm -hmm. with right. more time than we knew what to do with uh, yeah. to go into none. But, and again, maybe that's why, you know, we're, we're it's an adjustment period for us. Mm -hmm. But that, again, that's part of creating your own business. The challenges that come with owning and operating your own business there's a lot, but you know what? The rewards can be great too. And not mm -hmm. just monetary rewards, but fulfillment. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Meeting all these new friends that I have. Mm -hmm. I literally, I talk about it every single week. I'm mm -hmm. like so giddy. I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe how many yeah. people, how many friendships I've built. Like real yeah. friendship. It's yeah. very rewarding. Yeah. That's so awesome. We expect there to be challenges. I wouldn't have gone into this thing and there was going to be no challenges. Mm -hmm. And would right. it really be fun? Years uh, later. Yeah. <laughs> of course you want it. Of course you sure. want it easy right now, but right. If, if you or anyone listening to this is thinking about the challenges that they went through years ago and that right. they've learned from now, they're like, I wouldn't change it for anything. Right. Totally. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so yeah. it's no different. It's the, the difference is I have that, that mindset in the moment rather than, you know, I have my moments of course, but, um, for the most part, I know what we're doing is, is, um, the end, you have the end game in mind. Absolutely. Does, yeah. 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 Okay. This is just a, what was that? Set a vision. I have a, a vision. vision. Yes. Okay. And it's super important to, for you to have a vision, especially as a business owner, especially with your podcast, with anything. If you mm -hmm. don't, and we can all lose that vision, then that's why, like, you know, you have successful people say, write down your goals every day. That's really just to keep it. Yeah. In our minds. Just yeah. Like vision board does the same thing. It's not magic. To yeah. I had a vision for you guys to be on, and I was like, okay, I'm going to be persistent without trying yeah, to be annoying. <laughs> It was honestly, Lauren, it was never annoying. I actually thought I was letting you down, if anything. Oh, so like, no. I never felt annoyed by you. I felt like I was like letting you down by not wanting to. So it was 
honestly the opposite. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't want to be annoying. I was telling Sherry cause Sherry mentioned too. She's like, I think she'd be great. And I'm like, I know, but I also, cause I like, I knew she was your <laughs> friend too. And I was like, but I don't want to be like, <laughs> you know, stage five clinger, like get no. off, you know? And, um, there are some people that would just like, you know, I'm not, there's this one woman and she'll just like straight up. Like I, I you know, that's not for me. And I was like, okay, cool. Fine. But the, I thought you'd be so good. And I knew he kind of wanted to do it. And I, you know, so, and then I knew you'd be great. Um, yeah. And here we are. Here we are. Here we Manifest are. Destiny, you know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. What is, this is just kind of a juicy one. What is, um, like a pet peeve, like that you guys do to annoy each other? Funny She's you like, say that because <laughs> I just, before we got on, he was doing it. And I was like, see, why are you doing that? He's very like, relaxed, chill. So he was, it was literally, what time were we supposed to be on? 9.30? Lauren, it was like 9.29. And he was like, I'm going to get some water. And I'm like, she's going to be on in any minute. He's so like, leaving the house. He's like, let me go do this real quick. I'm like, I'm like, go, go, go. Yeah. We're chill. So like, that's probably one of the things I get mad at him the most. Oh my gosh. That's why, you know, you find those people and you marry them, you know? Right. If we were both high strung or if we were both really slow. Yeah. So we balance each other out. I'm quick. He's, he's chill. Yeah. (laughs) I'm quick. He's slow. That kind of sounds bad. (laughs) 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 You did a reel on that. Like, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. the, the, um, the cabinets. What, what does she do that annoys you? Um, she pours big glasses of water and then doesn't drink them. <laughs> They're all over the house. Like it'll be, or I need a new water bottle and fill it with water and she doesn't do it. And then now, um, Kale does the same thing, and, but he leaves a glass like on the edge oh, of, of the, of the counter full of water. He takes one sip, puts it down and it starts with her. And so Lauren, have you ever seen the signs, the movie, the signs with the it's, aliens? It's just signs. Signs, oh, yeah. not the signs, signs, signs. I don't, I don't think so. Mel Gibson. Okay. It's really old. But the little boy used to have, or a little girl used to have glasses of water filled up all over the house just like that. Spoiler alert. Spoiler, if you haven't seen signs, <laughs> don't go listen. But at the end, the aliens come and come to find out the water kills them. So they have oh. all this water and they were able to kill the aliens with all her water. Mm-hmm. So I said, this is just That's when the aliens did. come. Just leave the cup is that where it started? Like when you were younger? <laughs> I don't know why I do it. I just, I don't like to drink water. But I she try and tell myself I do. Yeah. So she's like, okay. oh, I'm gonna drink this whole thing. She it's always good intentions. <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh my gosh, that's funny. I just wanted to know that because online you're like, you know, it's it's fun getting into these questions too, because you know, everybody has their own thing, every relationship has their own thing. And like, you know, online you're like, you know, you can tell you guys are really in love, you guys have a great relationship, but it's also fun to know that, yeah, you guys are real and you guys, you know, have your own things that are annoying. <laughs> you can tell our problems are obviously very small if it's yeah. water and cabinet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, yeah, that that's all fixable. <laughs> okay, so where can people find you? Let's say if they're interested, well, to follow you on social media, I'll leave this in the show notes if you guys want to each share your um, handle um, and then the wit handle. And then also what if they're interested in possibly becoming, um, a distributor, how do they go about doing that? It's, I mean, either DM me or if you're in town, like just come in, come and into talk it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really, that's all it is. Cause you always just want to learn so much and just talk mm-hmm. with people, what yeah. their goals are, you know, what they need. 
but social media, we have wit.nutrition on Instagram. Um, yeah. I think it's wit nutrition on uh, Facebook. Personally, Danielle Ivy underscore. Awesome. I'll leave all that in the show notes. And then um, do they, do they have to live in South Carolina to like be under your dial, downline or anything? Okay. So they can We're slide in into your countries. Yeah. Over 90 countries. Mm-hmm. We have clients all over the country. I have a lot in Canada. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That's awesome. That has to feel really good for you guys. It does. It's one of those things. It just like we were saying before, just consistency. Yeah. And have a vision of what you want to build and then push through the haters. You can sum yeah. up the whole podcast. It's like we talked about haters. Yeah. Push through those. Focus on what's working, not the one. Yeah. 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 Totally. All relative. <laughs> Yes. No, that's awesome. Um, okay. And then we're also doing a giveaway. So we, um, I am teaming up with the wit. So this is for local people. Um, where they're giving away two combos, which is a $30 gift card. We decided on that, a $30 gift card to any, uh, to one winner who takes a screenshot of this podcast, um, with Danielle and Aiden, and you have to be following all three of us and then just tag us with, um, you know, something you enjoyed where you're listening. A lot of people like to include like on their drive, they're listening or whatever. So super easy. You can win a $30 gift card. Their shakes and their tea is amazing. Our, my kids are like every day, like we haven't been in a little while, but they're like, can we go to Oki shop? Because our kids are in the (laughs) daycare together. But, um, and I think it's important to mention, so they're all like low in sugar and low in calories and they're delicious. So, um, is there anything I'm missing in terms of that? They're like all under a certain number of carbs and stuff. Yeah. Half the vitamins and minerals you need for a day, basically high in the standard American diet is, you know, basically flips that upside down, you know? Yeah. American diet is high in sugar, you know, Mm. high in calories, low in protein, high in fat, low in fiber, things that are important. So we offer that for people and uh, then energy teas, you know, fatigue is the number one complaint in a doctor's office. So many people are tired. They come in and have our teas and they don't make anybody jittery. They just like put you in a good mood. It's like that right amount, you know, and, and they taste amazing. And again, the community just hanging out in there. It's like a sober bar, you know? Oh yes. Yes. Sit at my bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is so true too. And I love that about the teas. They don't make you feel jittery. It's not like a monster drink or anything like that, where you're like, I feel like a crackhead or something. Yeah. Like <laughs> you're getting aloe in it. You're getting good things in it, you know, ginseng. And so it's, it is a lot different than other options that are out there. I'll say. Yes. So you can be a winner of the $30 gift card member screenshot it. Uh, make sure you're following Danielle Ivy and uh, at with dad and myself, <laughs> Lauren Kubat. And it's been amazing. It's been so fun. Thank you guys so much for coming Thank and talking. Yes. Yes. You guys did awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Yes. You guys remember um, to follow the show and you got this. Have an amazing day. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, make sure you are subscribed so you know when more episodes come available. My goal is to inspire others to become their vision and one way to get the word out is with reviews. I would really appreciate it if you left an honest review on iTunes and it would mean so much to me. Thanks again and remember to go after the life you want. Bye guys. Bye guys.